Have you ever had a negative thought about money? I know I have. Have you ever looked at your bank account and wondered where all of your money suddenly went and how you would pay the bills? Have you ever wanted to do something so badly, but you couldn't afford it? Or worse, you told yourself that you didn't deserve it? These are some of the thoughts that we're going to talk about today. We will look at how you can go from a mindset of lack to a mindset of financial abundance that will truly change your life. So let's get started. You're listening to The Positively Delighted Show, episode number two. Welcome to The Positively Delighted Show. I'm your host, Kelsey Henry, and in this podcast, we'll be creating a positive mindset through inspirational interviews, music, stories, and exercises for building happy habits. Welcome to the Positively Delighted Show. I am super pumped to bring you this first interview on the podcast. Not only is today's guest an absolutely wonderful person all around, but she's also my cousin, Sammy Womack from asunnysideuplife.com. Sammy is a budgeting coach and motivational speaker who helps women from all over the world live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. She's also the wife of her high school sweetheart and the homeschooling mama of three lovely little girls. It's so amazing to see the people in your life really step into being the best versions of themselves, especially when it's someone that you've grown up with. And this is why I'm so proud of everything that Sammy has accomplished on her journey and the very real difference that she's making in the world. In this interview, you'll get to hear about her family's debt-free journey and how they went from living paycheck to paycheck to gaining financial freedom. You'll also get to hear some very practical advice that you can start using today to change your mindset and your relationship with money. So let's get into the interview with Sammy Womack from A Sunny Side of Life. Sammy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited. Excited to have you because, Sammy, you are the budgeting queen. And I just want to <laughs> I want to brag about you here for a minute. I just want to tell you, first off, how amazing it has been to watch your journey with the, like, the whole family and your journey from starting your blog and starting your whole debt-free journey to where you are now. Because you have drive like I have never seen and you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. And it's just been so cool to watch you do that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first off, I just want to kind of hear about your personal journey. So you've paid off almost $500,000 of debt mm -hmm. in three years. So can you tell me a little bit about your debt-free journey and how all of that led to a sunny side up life? Okay, so it's been over three years, a little over three years, and basically my husband and I have been married 10 years, and so this we were several years into our marriage, and when I was pregnant with our second daughter, Izzy, we kind of had like this rock bottom moment of where he flies back and forth to work. So we're in Texas and he flies usually to New York or Philadelphia or Boston or somewhere in that area. And um, it was time for him to fly home. And we had no money for him to fly home for that last minute flight. So we ended up maxing out a credit card. It was our last credit card for him to be able to fly home. And it was just kind of this rock bottom moment of like, 
we have children now. We have this family and we have no backup net. We have nothing to show for all these years of our hard work and we have no security really for our family. So I think it was just kind of a wake up call of like, hey, like we're really about to have our second kid. We're real adults now. We really need to get serious. Um, And then it was just basically nine months later until 10 months almost, nine or 10 months until we actually started budgeting. So we kind of had a rock bottom and then stayed there for like 10 months. And it was kind of a survival mode. It was kind of like I was in that postpartum depression. Honestly, I think adjusting to two kids was the hardest. We have three now. So adjusting to two was honestly the hardest of any of the kids. I bet. So it was really hard. And then it was just like a wake up call of like, oh, my gosh, we're real parents. We need to be real adults. Like, what are we doing? So we started slowly. And then it took us another three months to add up our debt because, you know, like you said, our debt was almost 500000 It was $490,000. Wow. Can you give a little breakdown of what that was? Yeah. What debt so was? It, it was a really high amount because three of those debts were actually real estate. Okay. Um, so we had the house that we were living in that we just sold mm-hmm. a really big 3,200 square foot house. We had our old house, which was kind of a medium sized house, um, that we used to live in. We bought when we first got married, we ended up turning into a rental property, which mm-hmm. is really stupid. Don't ever have a rental property when you have no savings account. That is like the <laughs> stupidest thing we could have done, but we kept it because everybody told us it was smart. Yeah. Um, cause that's we what you a mortgage on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think that's a good idea. Like, Oh, everyone's right. like, Oh, you should have a rental property and you don't have to like, you know, buy it in cash. That's ideal. Right. But is right. it? I mean, technically, we were making four or $500 profit every month, but we had no savings account. Yeah. So, you know, when the air conditioner broke, we had to put it on a credit card. Yeah. It, it, it was not a way to be a landlord at Got all. Got it. So we had that house, and then we had a piece of just raw land. It was commercial property that I had bought right when I graduated college. I was going to build a business on it. I ended up closing that business, but I still had the land. Yeah. So those were our three biggest debts, which was really easy to knock those out. We sold all of them. Okay. Which wasn't – it wasn't an easy decision. I don't, don't say like, oh, it was just so easy. Yeah. Because um, there was a lot of sentimental attachment, especially yeah. to the houses. But we sold all three of those. Um, and then we had, you know, the normal. We had credit cards. One of our credit cards was almost $12,000. We had Ugh, we had a few yeah. credit cards. We, um, we had a lot of medical bills because we had – two babies in 20 months. They're 20 months apart. So we had back-to-back medical bills. We had property taxes because we had three pieces of property. Mm -hmm. We were three to four years behind on property taxes on every piece of property. Um, Yeah. And there were some other like random things in there. Um, The only thing we didn't have was student loans. We were able to cash flow my college um, with my husband's job. So that was really the only debt that we didn't have was a student loan. We had everything else though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so we kind of hit this rock bottom. We start budgeting nine, 10 months later. We add up our debt another three months. So it's basically a full year later before we add up our debt. We get our total. Um, And then I'm not kidding. A month later is when I found out I was pregnant with Melanie, our third daughter. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like a big, you know, it was a big thing. It was a huge, like, whew, like, okay, we finally got motivated. Mm-hmm. And now we're pregnant again. Oh, yeah. my gosh. 
So what were the emotions that were running through your mind? I mean, you just tallied up all this debt. Now it's aware. You can't like hide from it. You know it's there and you're about to have another baby. I seriously spent three or four days in bed crying when I found out I was pregnant. Um, she was our only not planned baby. Yeah. Um, but now I, she is my little gift. And like yeah. she is my reminder mm-hmm. that your life is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, you know, and everything happens for a reason. And it ended up being our biggest motivator because now we kind of felt like we had this ticking time bomb Mm -hmm. and we kind of had like a deadline. And so we actually ended up getting all of our small debts. We had kind of this pile of smaller debts paid off before she was born. And we ended up getting all of the money for her medical bills and money so my husband could take an extra week off of work. Yeah. All saved before she was born. That's amazing. So we, kinda, we had this like really <laughs> this ticking time bomb of a baby coming <laughs> and we were like, we've got to get, we've really got to get serious. Now we're going to have yeah. three kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. And just the difference in the births between Izzy and Melanie, they were 20 months apart. Izzy was like a rock bottom. We had no savings. We didn't even have anything available on our credit card. And then Melanie, we had a whole bunch of debts paid off. We had like five or 6,000 in savings and just the difference in like those 20 months made. It's amazing. I mean, just the difference in that 20 months, like your entire mindset shift. And the really crazy thing is, is that, you know, Daniel's had this job for 11 years. So, I mean, obviously like it's a union, so they do get a little raise every year. Um, but for the most part, he's made the same amount of money yeah. for the for 11 years, um, a few a little raise, you know, here and there. But the really crazy thing is, is that we could get ourselves in four hundred and ninety thousand dollars worth of debt mm-hmm. and now debt free with three kids on basically the same income. Yeah. So that really goes to show you that it was our mindset. It was our spending habits. Th- that was the problem. It wasn't an yeah. income problem. And so, you know, that really goes to show you that, like, it's up to you. Yeah. It's up to you what you do. So, and now we have even more people to feed and we're, we're yeah. doing better than we ever That's were. That's so funny. When we had one kid. <laughs> yeah. Because what I'm thinking is, I mean, with your money, if you don't tell it where to go, then it kind of just disappears, right? Yeah, it just disappears. And I hear people say that all the time. Like, I don't even know where it went. You know, like, well, you I, spent just, it. Yeah, I mean, it was somewhere. <laughs> Someone's got it in their wallet. Yeah. So the second half of your question was, you know, how did that lead me to starting um, my website and my coaching services and everything that I do now? Basically, it, you know, I've started my website about two years ago. So partway into this, we were almost debt free. And yeah. I kind of just realized that a lot of the budgeting advice and material I was finding, it wasn't really geared towards family life. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really geared towards the woman who does the budget. And that's kind of how, you know, that's how yeah. it is in our in our life. It's part of the household chores to yeah. do the budget. So I do the budget. Um, and it's always been that way. And, you know, I see a lot of people no offense to the people who do this, but I see a lot of people that are like, well, you know, I just, I can't bring children into this debt or, you know, waiting Mm -hmm. to have kids until you're out of debt. And then for us, like we had our kids in the middle of the crazy middle (laughs) and we still did it. 
you know? And in a way, like our kids are our biggest motivation. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to just help those families and help those women. And I felt so alone on my journey and so lost. And I was having a hard time finding material and advice for families, for young families on this mission. So I kind of wanted to spread that message of, of hope and show other women and other young families that they weren't alone that it can be done even when you have babies. You don't have to wait until your kids are in college or you don't have to wait until you're retired. You can do it when you're young. You can do it while you have two kids in diapers, which is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's still totally possible. What I love so much about that too is that like seeing this whole journey, at no point during this whole process did it ever seem like you guys were necessarily like sacrificing so much, you know, or like putting off your life so Mm -hmm. that you could, you know, live this way now. You also got like the whole family on board, which is something I think a lot of people are trying to like, how do I get my husband on board? How do I get my kids on board? I mean, I was at your house when your oldest daughter, June, was like, tell me about like, you should have only so many toys because, you know, like, (laughs) you don't need all that toys. That's excess in your life. And she's like, you know, her little attitude. Yeah. Everyone got on board with it and you found other ways. You're like, okay, if we're not going to eat out, we're going to find other ways to do this as a family. And it didn't seem as an outsider, like you were sacrificing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that kind of goes back to your mindset. Like it's all in how you perceive it. If you think of it as a punishment, it's going to feel like a punishment. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, we, we, along this journey, we got on board with minimalism. Mm Mm-hmm. Minimalism kind of actually got us started on budgeting because it kind of got us like we have so much excess in our life and we spent money on all this stuff. Like, what yeah. are we doing? And our our life just felt really out of control. So we kind of started on minimalism. And yeah, June is like the ultimate minimalist. And she will actually <laughs> tell people when they give her presents, oh, I don't need this. I already have one. And like, yeah. well, you know, and <laughs> I can see that. I can <laughs> yeah. imagine her doing yeah. it. Yeah. And now where we are, now we're in a two-bedroom rental house. And so minimalism is a necessity (laughs) at this point. Yeah. Tell me about Um, it. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we kind of like the the kids and then, you know, with Izzy and Melanie, they were literally born into it and they they don't know any different. They don't know any different. Um, So June did take a little convincing at first, you know, to get on board with the minimalism. No kid wants to like kind of get rid of their toys, but she found out, you know, and We just started doing more, you know, more like going to the park, more like going for walks, more, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to have like, we're going to have frozen pizza and popcorn and watch a movie at home. And, you know, we get like blankets and throw them on the floor and we would have like picnics outside and things like that that are virtually free. Sounds fun to me. Yeah. And, and the kids don't know the difference. They really want your time. And so it's all about how you go into it. And it, you know, as the parent, as the leader in that, if you went into it, like, oh, we can't afford Domino's, we have to get a frozen pizza. And like, you went into it with a negative attitude, your kids are going to have a negative attitude. And a lot of times, as the woman, as the mother and the wife of the family, that also controls how your partner does feels as Mm -hmm. well, you know, So I really realized, which is hard, it's a lot of pressure, Mm -hmm. but you feel like, you know, you have the power to set the tone for your family and all of that. And so, yeah, it did take my husband a long time to get on board. It took him a couple months, really, Mm because he's the spender. But one of the things we did was we wrote out a written goal sheet, which Mm -hmm. is 
one of the first things that you should do always, okay. even if you're even if you're single, you know, writing out those goals, writing what you want to spend your money on, how long you think it should take you to be debt free, and what do you want to do after you're debt free? How much money is it going to cost you? When could it be done? And for for my husband, you know, him seeing, okay, if I, you know, quote, behave for three years, (laughs) I can buy a boat. And last year we bought our boat and he was just like, I can't believe this really worked. Like this really worked. good motivation. Yeah. And so he's totally sold now. He's sold. Yeah. To go buy a cat. What else can I get? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's hilarious. And even just like, I love what you were saying about the way that you look at it. Because you could say, you know, like, oh, okay, we're going to have to have frozen pizza for dinner. But you could also say, we're going to have frozen pizza for dinner. And then we're going to put like $20 into our debt snowball over here or our Mm -hmm. debt free plan. Yeah. And like, now the kids see it. And um, we just bought a new truck recently. And we had a coloring chart where we kind of shaded in every couple of hundred dollars as we saved. And the girls were like, when can we color in more lines? How many more lines? And then after we bought the truck, I still had the chart up. Just I, love I hadn't it. taken it down. And they're like, um, we need to take that truck chart down and we need to put our one up for our camper because we're going to buy a camper next. So they're like, where's our camper? We need to start saving for our camper. And so they're on board for sure now. I'm I'm really surprised that the girls haven't just like set up a lemonade stand somewhere like we're saving for our camper. Would you like to buy some lemonade? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Especially June because she's She's on board with it. I can't believe June doesn't already have like some kind of enterprise already started. Oh, she's going to start a YouTube channel. There we go. Yeah, she's an entrepreneur for sure. Yes. Yes. The the time that I've spent with the girls, I mean, I even just thinking about the last time I came over and we were like working on business stuff. And in between that, I mean, we hung out at the house and we had dance parties and I taught them Mm -hmm. how to play the ukulele. Yeah. Like we had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that didn't cost anything. Exactly. It's just quality time. So that's so cool. So with that, so now you have a sunny side up life and it's got so much, so much useful information on it about budgeting. And at first I remember you were, you were blogging about all different types of topics and you've really Mm -hmm. honed in on the budgeting. Why specifically with the budgeting? Well, I think budgeting is like the root of so much. And I think your money is a foundation for the rest of your life, really. And so, yeah, I usually I mostly focus on budgeting. But like I said, like I try to put in like little parts of intentional living, talk about goal setting a lot, talk about positive thinking a lot. But I kind of infuse all of that into budgeting and into money in general, because, you know, if your money isn't right, then you can't chase a lot of your other dreams. So if your dream is to open a business and you're scraping by financially, you're not going to be able to open a business. Or if you want to stay home and homeschool your kids, you're not going to be able to if you're relying on that second income yeah, or whatever your dreams are. If your dreams are traveling, you know, that's money related. Yeah. So I feel like if you get your money right, then it will affect how you can go throughout the rest of your life intentionally. So Yeah, and it shifts you from a mindset of lack to a mindset of abundance. Exactly. And that can spill over into any area of your life. 
exactly. And that's, I, I've gotten a lot of attention from the fact that I say like abundant living through budgeting, which are words that normally don't go together, but it's so true. And it's just like being intentional with your money. That's all budgeting yeah. is. That's all budgeting is. And people, it gets a bad rap. Yeah. But it's just being intentional with your money and telling it what to do instead of like letting it rule your life. Yeah. Well, budgeting's just like money. It's not good or bad. It's how right. you perceive it that gives it the power. So are you going to give it the power to help you or the power to hurt you? Yeah. And like now that we budget, we're in control of our money, not the yeah. other way around. Love it. Yeah. So if we want to be in control of our money, how do we do that? How do we change our money mindset and take control of our budget? Where should we start? Okay. So like you said, mindset. Mindset is really the first thing to do. Um, you know, and it's like I said, it's switching to that contentment. It's switching to finding the joy and the little things and not taking a victim like stance on it, not saying like, oh, poor me, I'm on a budget now. It's flipping it into like I'm choosing to do this and mm -hmm. being super content and you know, realizing quality time is the most important thing. There's lots of things you can do for free. And really focusing on your why and yeah. letting your why be your ultimate motivation. You know, for us, we, you know, my husband works offshore and we don't want him to have to have that job forever. Yeah. So that's, that's really one of our ultimate whys. We homeschool. I want to be able to stay home with my girls and homeschool them. And we want to be able to travel. And so we're about to start saving for a camper. Like those are our ultimate whys. And that affects my mindset. So even I get down on this and even I'm like, Oh, this isn't fun. I just want to go shopping. You know, even <laughs> I, even I feel like that sometimes. But I refocus and I'm like, okay, do you really want to go and blow a couple hundred dollars at the mall, or do you want to be that much closer to yeah. retirement, that much closer to your camper? You know, whatever your ultimate why is. So, mm -hmm. changing your mindset and shifting that and really working on that that is a that is the ultimate first step. Yeah. But then the more of the actionable steps are, you know, tracking your spending, figuring mm -hmm. out where your money is really going, yeah. writing down your goals. Yeah. Because most people don't know. <laughs> no, no. And, and I get so many emails. Like I have a free course um, that is for its five-day email course. Mm -hmm. And it is basically, it's called taking Take Control of Your Spending. And one of the first things I have you do in the course is track your spending. And I get so many mm -hmm. emails. They're like, wow, that was a punch in the stomach or that was a wake up call. <laughs> and that's how it was for me. That's one of the first things yeah. I did. I actually went back in my bank account and tracked three months behind Yeah, because um, we're totally debit card people. And so I was like, wow, we're eating all of our money. Yeah. <laughs> so And it doesn't uh, taste good. <laughs> no, it's very expensive. <laughs> so I think I'm going to stay home and not go out to eat. Yeah. So tracking your spending and then writing out your goals, you know, figuring out, you know, if you don't have a map, you're going to just wander around. So writing out your goals is really setting a map for your money journey. You know, what are you yeah. doing? Where are you going? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to end up? Otherwise, you're just going to kind of wander around. Yeah. And especially if you have a partner, you know, you want to be on the same page with the yeah. other person um, if Absolutely. you're sharing money with somebody. So, but then there's, you know, there's all the other steps of organizing your bills, adding up your debt, coming up with a savings plan, you know, which seems really overwhelming, 
but it doesn't have to be, which is why, you know, that's why I focus on coaching and everything I do with my blogs and my course and everything is I try to take a very simple approach to it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming if you do it one step at a time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fired (laughs) up. Let's track some spending. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when you're coming up with all of that, I think what seems overwhelming is just because not knowing where to start. Right. So when you're working with your followers or with your clients, how do you help them? Do you have some type of method that you use? Yeah. So basically in my course, that's what we do. And we take a very simple approach to budgeting. Mm -hmm. And in my course, it's 30 lessons. And we take every single thing, we just break it down very, Mm -hmm. very simply. So there's, I think, three lessons on just how to organize your bills. Because you think organizing your bills, and it seems really overwhelming, but it's not if you break it down into three little parts, you know, like, what to do before payday, what to do on payday, and what to do after payday. And that makes it so much more approachable. Yeah. You know, what to do with your spending and you break it down into several different lessons and you just take it in little bite-sized pieces. You don't have Mm -hmm. to do it all at once. Take one little step at a time. Um, And so that really helps a lot. Yeah. And I have been in the Sunny Money Method course and I have seen this myself. It is so broken out so that you can understand it because I think knowledge is really power when it comes to really anything, especially managing your money. If you just don't know, I think a lot of people can kind of just shut down. They're like, I I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to deal with this right now. And with the sunny money method, it's just there to empower you and inform you. And Mm -hmm. you just kind of hold their hand and just walk them through this journey and empower them to take control of their life. Yeah. And so if anyone wants to find out more about this course, we actually have a coupon code for $10 yeah. off for your Sunny Money Method. And I'll have the link to that in the show notes of this episode. It'll link to Sammy has this really amazing page that she's put together. Yes. She's really <laughs> good about Squarespace design. If you have any questions, ask her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So in the course, um, it's, you know, it's very simple. And I start the first couple of kind of intro lessons, just kind of like a video of my mm-hmm. face. And I'm like, hey, you know, we're friends. We're just hanging out. And, um, that's what somebody said. They were like the first, the first intro lesson. And I was like, Hey, we're best friends now. And I, was, <laughs> I need to get that as a, as a review on my yeah, right? page. You're like, yeah. great. Can you type that up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then the, there's 30 lessons and the first 10 lessons, we really just work on mindset and the why of it. Yeah. And all 10 of those are their videos of my face and we're just talking <laughs> hanging out just girls um, chatting about budgets, yeah. you know. And and then the next 20 lessons, it's slides and, you know, it's a little more getting to work of how to do it. But by then you're kind of warmed up and mm-hmm. you're ready to go and you're in it. So you don't start off really like yeah. writing your budget. So it kind of lets you like ease into it and yeah. get, you know, kind of warm up to it. So it's not overwhelming at first. And then all the lessons are like 
I don't know, 10 or 20 minute lessons. So mm-hmm. you can really do them one at a time and you can yeah. um, let it process. Right. Take it really simply so it doesn't have to be overwhelming at all. Yeah. And by the time you get into those lessons, you're like, my BFF Sammy says yeah. I can do this. So yeah. I, I can do this. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and I'm really proud of it. And there are, you know, women just all over the world, literally all over the world <laughs> in it. And so I'm so excited. I'm so proud of it. Oh, gosh. And I'm so glad that you're proud of it. I am so proud of you for everything that you've done with this. Like seeing it all Thank come you. together. It's just, I don't know. I talk I talk about you all the time because I'm just so, <laughs> I'm like my cousin Sammy, guys. My cousin Sammy. Yes. Like we grew up together and like this is Sammy. Like look what she's doing. I so know. Just, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's you're like, you got to be one of my bridesmaids. And now, I know. yeah, and now I'm just helping people. And so you're famous by association. Pretty much by association. Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm Sammy's cousin. So. Yes. <laughs> Practically <laughs> famous. <laughs> so with the, you're talking about kind of that mindset in the course. Um, one thing that I really like on your website, you have this whole blog post about affirmations with money. Yeah. So what affirmations can you use for retraining your mind? So taking it from that mindset of lack to that mindset of, of abundance, what affirmations do you use and how can, so if I want to work on my own budget and I have my own personal situation, how can I make my own affirmations? Right. Okay. So In this blog post, I have three ways affirmations can improve your relationship with money. Great. And the three ways are they can improve your current behavior, Mm -hmm. um, they can improve your future, and they can improve your mindset. So I kind of started – I used to think that affirmations were kind of silly and I wasn't Mm -hmm. an affirmations person. Um, and then I read the miracle morning mm-hmm. and so such a good book. Yes. If you have not read the miracle morning, it will change your whole life. And so I kind of got into affirmations and they felt so silly at first, but then I started to see the results from them. Um, and so then I was like, well, you can use these for anything, literally for anything. So basically what affirmations are, if anyone's not familiar mm-hmm. is basically just positive words that you say to yourself. And you say them over and over and over again that they get into your subconscious. And before you realize it, it doesn't take very long at all. And before you realize it, your subconscious starts to think what you're saying on your own. Like one of mine for the longest time was, like I said, we're a homeschooling family. So I can, we can sleep as late as we want. Yeah. And I realized that if I was going to start a business with three kids at home, I was going to have to get up early and I am not an early person um, or I wasn't. And so I made one of my affirmations. I, what was, it was something like, see, I've done it for so long. Like I don't even, it's not even on my list anymore, but it's um, just who you are. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's I succeed by waking up early. Or something like that. Or I I am an early person. Mm -hmm. I am a morning person. And I said that for months and months and months until it just came out in a regular conversation. And And you're like, what? It's in my subconscious (laughs) now. Yeah. So you say these words. You take take whatever negative mindset you have, whatever you want to change. And basically, you flip it into a positive Mm -hmm. way. So with money, a lot of people will feel guilty. Maybe they've just the way they've been raised or 
the way they feel like society will treat people with money. They feel guilty. They feel like, you know, they're not worthy. Who am I to be rich when there are people starving? Yeah. Or, you know, who am I to succeed when, you know, my parents or my siblings or my friends or whoever are struggling? Mm-hmm. Who am I? I'm not, you know, not anybody special. Um, so you feel not worthy or you feel guilty or whatever it is. Maybe you feel fearful of repeating the past. That was one that was really big for me. I yeah. had tried to set up a budget and I failed over and over and over again throughout our married life. But something changed whenever I finally did it for the last time and stuck with it. Yeah. Um, and, and that was, you know, a lot of like the change in your mindset, sticking to your why. I had that motivation for my kids and all that. But I was so fearful that I was going to fall right back into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to cut up my credit cards and I'm still scared of credit cards because it was like a PTSD kind of, I'm so like traumatized. I'm I'm fearful of repeating the past. Well, because it had such a hold over you for so long. Yeah, That was a huge thing that I had to overcome or maybe afraid of the unknown. This Mm -hmm. is something that I recently figured out since we became debt free a couple of months ago. I was like, who is debt free me? I've never met her. I've been me in debt for my whole adult life. So that afraid of the unknown, like Mm -hmm. what will I do when I retire in my forties? What Mm -hmm. will I do when I'm a stay at home parent? Like you, you, you know, you're afraid of the unknown. Yeah. Um, So you subconsciously hold yourself back. Yeah. So whatever your negative mindset is towards money, basically you take those and you, you flip them. So you say, you know, if you're afraid of repeating the past, you say, I'm grateful for a second chance, which was one of mine. I'm grateful for a second chance. And, you know, I, I'm not going to mess it up this time. Or, you know, I'm going to do great things this time. Or if you're afraid that when you get rich, you're going to be greedy because that's, you know, maybe you've been told that uh, by your parents or somebody. So you say, I'm generous with my money. When I'm rich, I'm going to be generous with my money or, Money is going to allow me to follow my life's calling. Mm -hmm. So if your life's calling is to, you know, travel or like do missionary work or homeschool your kids or whatever it is, you know, money's holding you back from that. Realize that like, I'm going to live out my calling by getting right with my money or I'm proud of my accomplishments. So you don't feel guilty for being successful with money. I've worked hard for this money. Um, So you create your own affirmations by looking for common themes, looking for triggers. Like I said, you know, I was so afraid I was going to fall back into my own ways. So I yeah. knew that was something I had to work on. So you just pay attention to times that you hear yourself saying things over and over again. Yeah. Or when you're journaling and you're seeing your fears pop up, you know, what are, what are some of your mindsets about money and how can you flip those into positive affirmations? Basically take them and rewrite them opposite. Yeah. So like even so like if I catch myself saying something like, oh, I I, I never get up early in the mornings, I could I maybe like take a moment and just like write it down and change it and just say, I can get up early in the mornings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated or it can be like, you know, I am in control of my mm-hmm. life. I'm in control of my body. I'm in control of when I wake up. 
mm-hmm. or I'm in control of how I spend my money. No one's yeah. making me do it, whatever it is. And it might feel silly and it might sound silly. I, mm-hmm. I'm i not a big like saying them out loud kind of person, probably because my kids would look at me like I was a psycho if I was just walking <laughs> around being like, yeah, I am enough. I am generous with my money. But I'm yeah. more of a like, I, I sit and like find some quiet time. Yeah. I kind of, you know, think them in my head. I'm more of a, a a silent affirmation, yeah. I guess. But, you know, they can be cheesy. It, no yeah. one has to see them. It, it can be your journal, your diary. Yeah. You don't have to publish them on Instagram. Nobody has to know if you feel yeah. silly. <laughs> I, I like with my affirmations, sometimes I do I am. But sometimes I also yes. like to say, like, you are. Yes. And then I'll print them out. So I have one that says, like, you're doing a great job. And then I'll just, like, put it places. And then I printed some out to put in my purse. And then I'll just hand them to people randomly. Yeah. And that is such a good reminder for me to be like, you know what? I am doing a good job. Yeah. Thanks, Kelsey. You're yes. great. You're <laughs> you <know>? awesome, Kelsey. <laughs> Thanks. Um, one of my business coaches actually said that um, as a tip, and I hadn't heard that, to say, like, you are – And another one, she said, if you're really having a hard time and you don't have to do this every day, but maybe it's like on a really a rough day or something, uh, you're in a rough patch, you know, to rub your arm and say, you are enough. And she was something about like the physical touch (laughs) of like your brain doesn't know the difference of like if that's someone else saying it. So it's almost like you go back to your childhood of like your mom being like, you're okay. You're okay. You know what I mean? I'm doing it right now. And I I feel, I feel the difference. I'm like, you're doing a great job. Thanks. Thanks girl. Like I can, I can feel it. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, and something else that I recently started and, and I really want to, I haven't like shared this, like turned it into a blog or anything yet, but I started doing this. New ideas here. Yes. This is, this is exclusive content. Yes. I started doing this with my girls a couple of weeks ago and, and they call it their words. They say, I want to say, I want to say my words. My words. That's what Melly says. I want to say my words. Um, so they do it after they brush their teeth at bedtime. And we were just having a really hard time with bedtime. Ever since mm-hmm. we moved last summer, bedtime had been a struggle. We got off our routine. They all three are sharing a room now. Um, so bedtime was a real struggle. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them to bed saying positive words, right? So it started with Melanie, you know, and she's two years old and she's adorable and perfect and everything she says is cute. <laughs> so um, it started with me just brushing her hair and her looking in the mirror and saying her little baby affirmations. Yeah. And she starts with, um, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm strong, I'm brave, um, you know, and whatever. I'm silly, I'm a good sister. And at the end, she kind of throws her hands up and she's like, I'm Melanie Catherine. And oh she's adorable. So, yes, she's perfect when she does it. So then I just did it with her because she's so cute and I just wanted yeah. her to say cute things. Yeah. Well, then the other two kind of got on board, you know, and, you know, Izzy's four and June's seven. And so they see him and it's just funny to watch them do it and to see already June, like she's seven and she is on the outside the most confident kid. Yeah. But to watch her do those affirmations – it was, I kept having to remind her to make eye contact with herself, to tell yeah. herself that she was beautiful at seven. So what are we like in our 20s and our 30s? If yeah. at seven, it's already hard to look in, look yourself in the eye and say, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm worthy. You know, so I started doing that with them a couple of weeks ago. And 
Yeah, bedtime has been so much better since we started doing these little baby affirmations, as we call them. The girls just call them their words. They don't know really what they're doing. They just, you know. So it, it's kind of taken that time for me to be like, even even little things like you are a good dancer, you are a good artist, and kind of gotten that into their subconscious. And I think that it's really helped their behavior. So yeah. I don't. I feel like you can start this as early as they can talk, and the younger they are, the cuter it is. Like I'm in tears right now because yeah. I'm just imagining them doing yes. this and just like raising their hands and like yes. I think it's more because I know them too that I'm just seeing even just thinking about them doing this makes me in a great mood. Also having like someone to do that with that's just on board as you are. I mean, I just, even just thinking about them doing that puts me in a state that I want to do it too. So I think that that, like, please share that on the website because, or maybe even like videos of it because it's just, it's, I like watching that makes me happy. I know I have a recording of my, my friend's son I just turned around to him one day. We were in the car and he's like, Miss Kelsey? Yes. And he's like, you are awesome. Yeah. And like, I have this recording and every time I watch it, I'm like, yes, (laughs) I am awesome. This kid thinks I'm awesome. And that's all I need. Yes. That's like Izzy, my four-year-old. She is in this, for some reason, in this little phase. And they all go through their little phases of saying, Mama, you are the best mother ever. Oh, And yes. she tells me, like, almost every day. And I'm like, you can just keep saying that, like, forever. <laughs> you are the best mother ever. But it's just, like, that is what we need with our yeah. affirmations. Like, yes. why why don't we treat ourselves better, yeah. you know? Like, everyone else around us, our, our, our kids, our friends, our family, like, they think we're awesome. So yeah. you can allow yourself to think that you're awesome. You can tell yourself nice words. Mm-hmm. You know, would you tell, like, think of words that other people, you would want other people to tell you and tell yeah. them to yourself. We can easily give away compliments a lot of times. It's really hard yeah. to take them. And I think that there's a lot of, you know, thoughts around like, oh, well, that's conceited. You know, I don't want to be selfish and I want to stay humble, but it, there's yeah. nothing conceited about having a healthy respect and self-love for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think that that can, you know, that can go to money as well. You know, it, it's, it yeah. can really go to anything. Yeah. Because so. you have to believe that you deserve it. Exactly. And, and it's, again, like it's switching into that abundance mindset. Yes. It's broadening your horizon. It's, and for so for so many people, you know, especially if you're scraping by, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you are in so much of a survival mode yeah. that you can't think long term. Mm-hmm. You can't broaden your horizon. You're you're living yeah. for the next payday. So when you start to do these types of things to change your mindset, you're you're getting into that abundance mindset. You're broadening your horizon, and you're letting yourself believe that you deserve more. Yes. That you you are capable of more. And yeah. that's why so much that I, you know, I try to infuse that intentional living and that positive mm-hmm. thinking. And, you know, that's why what I do is so different than a lot of other budgeting sites. I'm not really one to talk about, like, I don't really talk about meal planning. I don't really talk mm-hmm. about, like, frugal hacks. I mean, I kind yeah. of get into that a little here and there. 
But I think that like the abundance mindset, the intentional part of it, the Mm -hmm. goal setting, I feel like that is so, so important. Yeah. And one thing that I will say is because I, I mean, I was an extreme couponer back in my day. Mm -hmm. It's very (laughs) addicting. The, the, like the frugal hacks, as much as I love them, I love like trying to find new ways to save money because it's kind of addicting. It's also kind of, kind of from a, like that lack mindset because you're thinking oh well I need I don't have enough so I need to save more and then especially like if you're at the store and you're trying to get more savings I have found so many times where I'll just ask someone like do you have any discounts or I'll just like talk about so I'll just chat with someone and just have a good conversation and then if I ask them that just just to ask then I usually have a lot more success than if I'm mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I can't afford this. Do you have any discounts? Then it'll make it more affordable. It puts the other person in a weird place too. And it puts you in a weird place because you're focusing on that lack as far as instead of focusing on the abundance and how right. you could talk about, okay, I want to save money, but I want to, I have a bigger goal for that money. So that's why I want to save it. Not necessarily because I can't afford this item. Right. It's a, it's a whole different it's a whole different mindset. And we have even switched. And I have a lesson actually about this in my course of how to deal with this with your kids. Yeah. Because they will adopt your habits because they don't mm-hmm. know any, they don't have any other examples. So instead of saying, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of people and we used to say it too, like, well, we have to wait till payday. Yeah. What does that show them? That shows them that we're living paycheck to paycheck. Like, yeah subconsciously somewhere. Mm -hmm. So we say, well, it's not grocery day yet. Yeah. Or, you know, well, we're saving for it. Remember, we have to save for it. And it's just like those little words, which takes, you know, it takes some retraining Mm -hmm. because it's a habit. But like just those little, little changes of being like, well, it's not that we can't afford it. We don't say like, we can't afford it. It's, it's more of like, well, you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of blaming it on the money, because a lot of times we just don't want our kids to have candy because they don't need any more candy. Yeah. But they're like, well, we can't afford candy. You don't need candy. There and is that's a difference. training them. Right. You know, you, you don't need a toy. It has nothing to do with whether or not we can afford and you might not be able to afford it. Yeah. But, but at least you're calling out what it is. Don't, don't blame it on money. Yeah. Because then they're going to associate that you know, with money when they get older. Yeah. Well, I also like thinking about what you just said about with like, okay, well, we're going to be saving for this. Mm-hmm. You know, we like we we will get that or yes. we'll talk about that on grocery day. You're really just teaching them patience. Exactly. And then it gives them time to think about, yes, I really do want that. Or, oh, I totally forgot about it. Exactly. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's kind of teaching them to think through things more as well. Yeah. And to kids, you know, it's little, but we grocery shop once a week. And so they kind of have learned how to like ration their juice and (laughs) ration their bananas. And they're like, well, we have a whole week until grocery day. We got to make this stuff last. Right. You know, and and be really like, it's just little things of making them be intentional. Yeah. It, it, you know, they didn't spend the money on those bananas, but I did. And, and they're thinking about that. They need to be intentional with, with everything. Um, so it's yeah. just teaching them those little things, which as adults, we have to learn that. Yeah. You know? And we might not have learned that. You know, we come home and we eat all the snacks the first day of the grocery yeah. week. And then we're out of snacks. <laughs> well, it's so funny, too, because I think back on like when I was a kid or and just thinking, well, I mean, 
like juice juice just shows up like it doesn't come yeah. from anywhere it just it just appears yeah like it never <laughs> runs out and if it runs out i just complain about it and it comes back you know and like as a kid it. you don't yeah. think about like oh it comes from the store oh it costs money and then when i got into college that like being like so shocked about certain things like stuff i was like i didn't even know we had to buy this this yeah. costs money this like and then seeing my a lot of my friends just drop money and being like oh my parents will pay for it and just being horrified like what do you mean you don't need like a seventh lipstick like that's not yeah. necessary to getting through college like <laughs> and it's yeah. just crazy to think about that cuz a lot of kids just never learn yeah and it's and it's a very thin line between like trying to teach them to be intentional and trying not to put them in a lack mindset cuz you're like don't eat that last banana you know, we're scraping by for grocery money, you know, so it's like a very, you have to be really intentional with Mm -hmm. the way you say it, the, you know, which takes some practice and I'm, you know, I'm not perfect at it either, but you know, there is a very thin line there. Yeah. I think that all of that is, there's just so much in this conversation just to think about, especially, I think we went so much into that whole switching your mindset. And I, I think that's going to be so useful for so many people. I know it's useful for me. I want to get off this call and after this, like, go, like, write down, like, thoughts and change them around and do all of that. So I'm really excited. So thank you for that. So next thing that I want to do is I have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. So, all right. So name one thing that makes you happy. Um, My husband. Name one thing that you're grateful for. My children. Your favorite way to save money. Uh, there are so many, um, just staying home. Okay, great. Just staying home. <laughs> okay, your favorite book. My favorite book is You Are a Badass by Jen Chinchero. Oh, such a For good sure. book. Such a good book. Favorite Disney song. Favorite Disney song would have to be probably, probably one of like the Pocahontas songs. What is that oh. one? Colors of the oh, Wind. Colors of the Wind. Oh, such a good song. I was just thinking about that song. Pocahontas crazy. is my favorite. She oh, is awesome. She's so yeah. good. Okay. Um, two podcasts that you're listening to right now. Two podcasts that I'm listening to. Um, I listen to the Amber Lillistrom show. Um, Amber Lillistrom is my business coach and I'm in her business academy and she's amazing. So it's kind of an entrepreneur podcast, but it's like a intentional living kind mm-hmm. of podcast too. So it's awesome. It's not just for entrepreneurs. Okay. And um, the MF CEO project with Andy Frisella. It is awesome. It's an entrepreneur success type podcast. Okay. Um, but there is a lot of strong language. Asterisk, <laughs> strong language. Noted. Yes. Good yes. to know. Okay. <laughs> something that you do for fun. Something I do for fun. Um, I recently just started doing puzzles. Ooh, Those are my favorite, like jigsaw puzzles. puzzles. Okay, and then something on your bucket list. My bucket list. Um, going to Australia. Oh, for sure. Cool. So that was so much fun. Good job on the questions, by the way. And so one more thing, just parting piece of advice for the listeners about changing your money mindset. What, what is one thing that you tell someone to help them get started today? To change your money mindset? Yes. Um, I think it would be maybe, let's see, maybe journaling is a good place to start. Maybe journaling out like what are your fears? What are your concerns? What are your worries? And I think that would be a good place to find some affirmations and kind of just like getting it all out on paper, brainstorming it. And realizing like there is no wrong answer. Mm -hmm. There's no one has to read it. No one has to judge you. 
get it all out and kind of like that kind of will get you down to the root of where to start with your mindset. Great. That's fantastic. So how can people connect with you, Sammy? Okay, so my website is a sunnysideuplife.com. And I'm on Instagram under the same name, Facebook. I have an amazing Facebook group. It's a Sunny Side Up Life community. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Pinterest. I'm basically everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. She's going to be everywhere. all over the place because we just revamped her Pinterest account. Yes. And it's yes. blown up. Yes. So it's going to yes. be great. Well, thanks, Sammy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Mm-hmm. We talked about so much good stuff, and I'm really excited about this. Yes. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sammy from A Sunny Side Up Life and are ready to change your money mindset. If you loved this episode, be sure to let Sammy know on Instagram over at A Sunny Side Up Life. If you're interested in learning more about Sammy's Sunny Money Method course, you can find out more information in the show notes of this episode at PositivelyDelighted.com or over at her website, AsunnySideUpLife.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Positively Delighted Show. Be sure to head over to PositivelyDelighted.com to get the show notes for this episode. If you like the show so far and you've been learning a lot from the content, I would love if you could go to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review. You would be my favorite person ever. Thank you so much again, and I hope you have a Positively Delighted day. See you next time.